This is a Queensland Department of Education podcast. In Queensland, World Teachers Day is celebrated annually on the last Friday of October. In recognition of the hard work and dedication of our teachers, we talk to three teachers from diverse backgrounds in very different teaching settings about their teaching journey. I'm Virginia Bowditch from the Department of Education and today Amanda Budby from North Shore State School joins me. Hi Amanda, thanks for joining me today. Hi Virginia, thank you for having me. How long have you been teaching and what inspired you to choose teaching as a career? I've been in the Department of Education for over 20 years. I first started as a teacher aide. Working in that school as a teacher aide and working with those teachers, it inspired me to, I can actually become a teacher and, and have my own class. Started as a teacher aide and just enjoyed working with students and that led me to having the belief to become a teacher. And was that hard, making that transition from a teacher aide to a teacher? It wasn't for me because I was in a school that was very supportive of me doing my Bachelor of Learning Management, as they called it then, and the support from my family. I didn't find it overwhelming. I thought this is this is something I want to do and mature age uni student, I think that helped. I knew what I wanted and there was an end goal to become that classroom teacher. Was uni something you had thought about before you became a teacher aide? I would probably say no. When I first finished grade 12, I actually wanted to become a police officer. One of the criteria was to do a bit of study. So I actually went to TAFE and did the of business. I got to the interview and I, I missed out. So then I became a teacher aide. Becoming a teacher aide, I still didn't think that I'd go to uni and become a teacher. It, I think I just loved working in that teacher aide role and then having those particular teacher say you should become a teacher and then yeah it was okay let's do this and I had my mind set and there was no turning back. Mm, that's great and are you happy with that decision that you made? Absolutely if you told me that from a classroom teacher I would end up being deputy principal I probably wouldn't believe you. Um, <laughs> yeah so starting from a teacher aide going to becoming a teacher and then I became a regional principal office advisor in regional office for a couple of years. Now I currently sit as a deputy principal three to six at North Shore State School. Congratulations. Thank you. It is an accomplishment. Growing up, we didn't have many of our family in a position of, you know, of that hierarchy. So it is, it is an accomplishment for, for all of my family. And what is it that you love about your job? I think it's just seeing that you can make a difference and whether it is academic or sporting or even just that social difference, you've made that difference for that student. They're leaving, it was your classroom or your school and you know you've equipped them with some skills to keep them going into the future. And what are those skills that you hope to impart on your students? The biggest one that has really struck a chord with me is belief in themselves that you can achieve anything that you want. There's no 
there's no limit. You know, you have the belief and the work ethics. You can be that job that you aspire to, whether it is an engineer or whether it is um, a police officer. And I think it's given that that belief and, and hope that, yeah, you can do it. Do you have any standout moments in your career that you'd like to share with us that have helped shape the teacher you are today? I think it comes back to when I was actually at school and we had a deputy principal. That deputy principal became good friends with with my family. But when I became a deputy principal, I, I remember back to what he did as a deputy principal and it's that real networking relationships with students. It's, um, you know, getting getting down to their level, having conversations and really getting to know your students and their story. And I always live by a quote that's in my my office here and, and it's like strong relationships is the key to every student succeeding and it's hashtag every child has a story. And I, I guess that's one of my legacies that I want to leave is Get to know your students, build that relationship, and you you can make anything possible for that student to achieve. There has been moments, you know, from working in a little country school with just over 100 students. I guess it's just those connections I have made with those students, I still have connections with them today, and I even have attended my students' weddings and in particular, one student, I was their MC for their wedding. Country kids, I guess they were a little bit shy, but these particular students, I encourage them to, you know, stand up. Um, doesn't matter where you come from. You know, you have a stereotype of what country kids is. said, no, you've got this, you can achieve. And, you know, that, that particular student, you know, went on to become the school captain of the high school and he, you know, has got a great job and then is leading his own business now as well. I guess it's that belief that I've put into some students that you can achieve it no matter where your background is. And what excites you the most about the future of the profession and where do you see the profession heading? I think in the last few years, the excitement around the First Nations students. I'm a proud Aboriginal and South Sea Islander woman and I'm from the Barada Barna Mob. Our land is west of Mackay. And I guess with Learning about my culture more and more, there is that gap between First Nations students and and non-Indigenous students and helping to build or help to close that gap. And in particular, this year, a highlight at North Shore was we first entered a team into an ATSGAP program which stands for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Aspiring Program. So the students had to form a team and they had to create a poem, they had to create a speech, an artwork. So they worked on all of these six top activities with two of our teachers. And just the growth I saw in them, they walked taller and prouder because they were proud to represent their families, proud to represent their culture and learnt so much, you can see that they are willing to go further now and aspire to be anything. You know, we went to university and taking some students first time to university, they go, yeah, I can actually come here. I said, yes, you can because you, you can do it. You have the ability and, you know, believe in yourself. That would be a wonderful thing to be able to give that to a student. Oh, absolutely. And they went and competed. They won a silver and a bronze, but that wasn't 
yeah, they won medals, but just watching them come back and they were they walked taller and prayer to now at school. I guess for me as a First Nation person, it realised that we need to do more of these programs to inspire our students that, you know, they can they can do it. There's no limits. And I know I keep going back to that, but I guess it's just getting that belief in themselves and, you know, they're keen and they're examples for other students now. And, you know, we just continue to grow that um, group in our school. So growing up at school, there wasn't many opportunities for First Nations students to have the programs that are available today. You know, we did ATSAP for the first one this year. We are also doing Deadly Choices and we have grown that because when we first started, it was just with year six. Then we went to year five. And now this year, every every First Nations student from prep to six will be completing a Deadly Choices program. And again, that teaches them about their culture and their identity and gets them to start thinking where they've come from and where, where they want to go and how do they want to make them more proud. So the Deadly Choices is another proud program that, you know, we we pride ourselves on to offer that at North Shore State School. And where do you see the future of the profession heading? So I guess there's two things I hope for is to have more First Nation people in the teaching career, not just at teacher age, you know, classrooms and also in leadership positions, you know, principals, deputy principals. And the other hope is for teachers to keep building their capability around First Nations students. And, you know, we we are just starting a journey here at North Shore and we've just completed four sessions of professional development and building cultural capability within our staff. So, you know, learning how First Nations learn and how the best way to get learning from them, it, it will increase the engagement, it will help close the gap. And I just see there's benefits from building everyone's capability um, in First Nations students. And what advice would you give to people thinking about studying teaching or just at the beginning of their career in teaching? The teaching game is very rewarding. It can be a hard slog to begin with, but once you find your feet with all of how schools are run and, and different the way classrooms are, it becomes rewarding and you, you reap the benefits when, you know, at the end of the day, that one student or that one parent comes up and even just says thank you, you know, thank you for supporting my student or thank you for helping me learn maths. That's the most rewarding thing is, you know, you've made a difference, whether it was just that day, that week or that whole year. Thanks for your time, Amanda. What a great career you've had. Thank you, Virginia. Yes, it has been a journey and I'm still loving coming to school every day. There hasn't been a day that I didn't want to to come to work. Still enjoy coming to to work and and working with the students and teachers. It's it's an enjoyable job. It's great to hear. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. You have been listening to a Queensland Department of Education podcast. The Department of Education acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands from across Queensland. We pay our respects to the elders past and present. They hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples.